Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple Arslings, the Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Alyssa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. Jessica, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is this like... I feel like we've recorded in the morning before, but, but and it's not um, even early morning. But I can, not. I can, I can feel a difference. Just like a yeah. difference in energy, <laughs> different vibe going on. I'm um, very tired. I did not sleep well last night, oh, and no. so if anyone has any recommendations about like actually getting sleep mm. as a human being um i'll take them so right you know i would offer advice but like i'm 30 you years know old nothing. and i haven't mastered it either so like, yeah i don't know what the right combination is of like melatonin and like not looking at my fucking phone for an that, hour see, before that's, bed that's always my problem like i want to take like tylenol pm or melatonin but i never like take it early enough mm. so i go to sleep too late and then i wake up in the morning and because i didn't get you know my full eight hours or whatever i feel like shit anyway because the melatonin leaves me feeling like a zombie so, yeah, it's like it's you. It's a real timing thing, and I'm that's yeah. not my strong suit. No, um, same. So you're <laughs> welcome, guys. I'm, I'm sure, like I sound like I'm just like drunk off my ass or something, but it's just because I haven't it's had coffee. It's just morning. <laughs> it's just morning shit. Okay, we're not morning people here. And you I, know what? I feel like any like no one on the Last Kingdom is like morning people either. Like. No, they've got Richard's like definitely worst. not a morning dude. No, I feel like they do so much of their like scheming around fires at nighttime. So like, <laughs> when do they sleep? Never. They just don't. We're just channeling the last kingdom vibe. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's uh, <sighs> sleep has always been a thing. I think, and it's like I can't complain because like the world is trash fires. So I'm sure no one sleeps anymore. But no, not not really. Anyway, good news. Let's, like, turn to some good news. There's uh, lots of climate strikes going on today. Yes. So exciting. So cool. Go out if you can. Um, And I just want to, like, give a shout-out. I don't know if you saw uh, Greta Thunberg, her, um, like, testimony to Congress this week. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I've been seeing clips (gasps) popping up online. She's such a freaking badass, and she's, like, 16 years old. She's so impressive. Like, when I was 16, I was worried about, like, my job and my grades, and my job was working in a coffee shop. So, like... I was not oh, yeah. doing anything amazing at 16. Like, so my biggest she, concern was, like, my acne. <laughs> right. Right. And she just, she's so impressive and she's so dedicated to, like, you know, really walking the walk, too. Like, she's not just out there, you know, calling people out. She's doing everything that she can 
to make a difference and inspiring other people. And just she's incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, children, they're the future. They are. (laughs) They are. But also they're the ones that are going to like suffer the most from climate change. So I get why they're really like gung-ho about this. And I wish like older people would kind of just jump on board and. Yeah, let let the kids lead this one because they know what they're doing, um, and they're gonna have to deal with the consequences. You know, like exactly. It's yeah. it's fucking sucks, but it's pretty cool. A lot of like cities around around the world are striking today. Like I know, like some schools in like New York City, like you, the kids like were allowed to just like skip the day to go like strike. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. I want to say they go through the 27th, I think. Um, it's the 20th or the 27th there's going to be Yeah, different... like the whole week. Yeah, that, yeah. I think so. Although by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll have be, been over. It'll have been over. But you know what? But go strike good. anyway. <laughs> Get your fucking sign and go right. out. Whenever you hear this podcast, just go outside and walk around your neighborhood with a sign. And right. you've, you've, you've done it. You've done the strike. Yeah, I was gonna say you've struck. You struck. <laughs> you've struck it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, just do what you can. Uh, yeah. If you can't, like, go strike. If you miss the dates, whatever. Just go get some some you know light bulbs or go recycle your straws. Go get some metal straws. I don't know. Just do something. It makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah, little well, personal responsibility. Never oh hurt anybody. God, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting deep. I know. That's what, that's what the morning does to us. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like fresh off the coffee and my brain's not quite awake yet, but it's thinking big things. So, you know, <laughs> it's trying. God, I love that high that you get right after you drink your coffee and you're just like, I can fucking do anything. Let's go. You right. Know? And then it's usually I mean, it gone off, like, by lunch. 30 minutes later. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, you got to keep at it. The optimism of that first cup, though, is a beautiful thing. That hit, that first hit of caffeine, <laughs> it's always the sweetest. Uh, and then yeah. you're just chasing that high for the rest of the day. It's, right. Ugh, right. it's a rough life. Yeah. Speaking of rough lives, should we get into <laughs> That's a beautiful this segue. final episode? I know, we're so, we're getting so good at it. And I know, I'm really proud of us. very natural. Um, yeah, well, like one day we'll stop like acknowledging how good at segues we are and but then it'll really day. be natural. Not this day. We're the final episode of season, of season one. one. Yeah. We've made it. Eight. Congratulations. Eight. We made it through. Congrats <laughs> to you as well. Congrats yeah. to our, you know, conquering Saxons. They fought back the Danes. But yeah, let's get into it. The only way I see to save Wessex is with what we have begun. One defining battle. We shall be leaving the marshes. Alfred, like, he's on the move. He's calling all his eldermen to him, and he's not quite sure if they're going to answer, which honestly is fair. Like, he... I mean, I don't. He didn't really have any options when Winchester was taken, but he like left, and everybody thinks he's dead. So, I don't know. I think a, a lot of people are probably wondering what their next move is. And I mean, a letter is something, but mm. it's not like the most, the best way to inspire some confidence. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. It, there's. It's not like a like a YouTube video posted up on social media, just like galvanizing <laughs> the masses. Like right. it's 
you you see this you know priest or or whoever his messengers are come to your town with a letter saying hey like suit up we're gonna go fight the Danes you don't know who else is coming you know right. but you know the Vikings are like the real deal so I don't blame anyone for not like answering that call like it's that's asking a lot dude especially since you couldn't even keep like a soldier at your gate of the palace in Wessex you know what I mean like yeah not you haven't been proven to be the the most like adept at like leading warriors and leading men into battle anyway so I get it I I don't know if I, I would answer the call I get it but I still like everybody who betrays him I'm always like you ungrateful shit like <laughs> <laughs> how could you it's so. a betrayal of me <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah speaking of uh should we get into young Uta because woof yeah basically like well, we kind of have to talk about, before that, we have to talk about going back to Uhtred's estate, which is Ooh, just the biggest I bummer. blacked that part out. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry that his death was something that you had to face alone. I was not alone. Being without a husband does not mean that I am alone. And I'm sorry for the life that I've given you. So, yeah, like, they leave the marshes. They leave Aleswith and Edward there to be safe because he's, like, super alive now, which is great. But, yeah, they they ride to Uhtred's estate and, like, everybody's gone or dead, including poor baby Uhtred. Oh, and, it's so sad. He uh, digs up that grave. I know. It's so Because, like, he just had to know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to – there's that thing of, like, not knowing. So he right. could have, like, left it and just – kind of continued on not knowing but that's even worse than like holding like your dead unburied baby it was was rough it's a brutal scene and then there's you know Isolde who's there and she's like this is because of me this is because of what we did which you know maybe true maybe not true maybe it's just a coincidence but ugh devastating devastating You, you can't know for sure if it is because of that but but it is the timing I mean, it does is, connect yeah it does yeah. connect back to that in a way of you know when when Azult was having real like problems with the fact that she was going to perform this ritual and some other stranger's baby was going to die Uhtred was over here saying it had to be done it it's you know don't like don't worry about it too much like we've got to do this whatever never, you'll never know he never considered that his son never. would be the one to pay the price, which never. Is and so it's like it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is. It's it's. I don't know. It's just like, dude, you you would have been totally fine if this happened to some other person. So I don't know. I don't think he thinks about it that way. But that's like the only thing I could think about when I saw him like literally bawling over that grave. Is like you were ready for that to be like someone else. So. I don't know. It's terrible, but poor baby Uhtred. I know. Very Poor sad. Mildred having poor, to do that uh, on her own. Poor Mildred. Like, this this rewatch has just really, I have had a completely different reaction to Mildred, and she just is doing the best with what she's been given, man. Yeah, I've shamed none myself, like, uh, <laughs> many times over how I reacted to Mildred the yeah. first time around. Yeah. Um. But this this episode really brought it home. She is she's been through it. Yeah, and so like she went back and is living with Ada as like a nun. He must have a nunnery on his property somewhere in Abbey. <laughs> I don't know. 
And so it's she, like having a pool in your backyard. Right, I have a nunnery on the property. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like she's there. She's she's kind of accepted what's happened to her, and it's just like, well, I have to. I have to I can't just wallow, you know, I have to rebuild a life around something new and for her that's God. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean she doesn't have a lot of other options, you know, so because it's not like Uhtred was coming back for her, you know? No. So No, that that ship has sailed. Yeah. Um and I think we see that because we get a little bit of sexy time this episode. That's and it true. Comes fairly after it comes after that. So it comes after Uhtred, like, finds out that his kid has died. Like, right um, after. This is so, grief This is grief sex 100%. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. For them both. Um, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, so. she, just, she basically tells him, like, I can't handle having this power anymore. Like, I know too much. I see too much. So the only way to fix that is with some sex. Is so. your body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of being like this. I've seen too much. I know too much. I want to see no more. Use your body to take away my visions. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's, um, I get it. That has to be tough, especially after going through something as traumatic as, like, thinking that you have killed, like, a stranger's baby. And then baby. it turns out to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of un, you know, unforeseeable trauma. So we did get a sex scene, and it was, I mean, it's always nice, like, to, to have that. A break from the blood. A break, yeah. Um, but, like, wash your hands. <laughs> nobody's, listen, here's the thing. Nobody's clean at all, ever. It's but just. But that's, like, that's baby grave dirt. Like, oh. he just dug up his baby. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you see his dirty fingernails oh, God. going up her legs. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's all I could think is like, no. he just dug up his baby's grave. <laughs> that's fair. It's, yeah. I just, there's always that element of, man, you're just, you're going to get a UTI and that oh, just kills you're it. You're going to get something. It's yeah. so gross to think about. That's, the, I feel like that's, you know, even with all of the raiding and all of the battles and all of the chances of like how, how you could die, like, the germs really bother me. Just yeah. they're oh, just yeah. like flying free, you know? Yeah. Like no yep. one gives a shit. Right. There is Ugh. no antibacterial back there. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I like I like to carry at least like you know, you go right. to like the Bath little, and Body little, Works, you exactly. get like five for one or right. whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have to have like at least five on my person at all times. <laughs> so it's like I would You'd never not have make, done well. You would never make it then, Jessica. You never know make I it. Wouldn't. I don't find dirty fingernails attractive. That's, Sorry, that's fair. Dad. Right. Just Good. like <laughs> it takes two seconds to clean out from under your fingernails. You can two. use you can use a knife. Like you like just You just live do by it. a river. Just right. go wash go, your hands. Get your hands wet. Right. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, speaking of getting their hands dirty in a different way, we see. Ooh. <laughs> what a segue! <laughs> I'm just gonna call out every segue. No. We have. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so young Anna is like trying to negotiate with Scorpa and like get on the side of the Danes. He thinks Alfred's gone. He's not too broken up about it. He sees this as a way for him to like grab some more power, but he's just he's so. 
like young and un, you know inexperienced that I can't imagine any of the Danes taking him seriously ever. You know what I mean? Like these are killing machines and young Otto rocks up with his baby face and his, you know, quivering voice because he hasn't quite gotten down his negotiation tactics yet and they're supposed to take him seriously? No, absolutely Dude, not. Scorpa is a, a guy who like, He's got his blood in to be his blood teeth at Ugh, all times. Disgusting. Okay, inviting him to like a dinner date at your hall—it's not going to end not well. Gonna go well. It's really not. It's I really mean, not. it 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 ends up like kind of paying off for him a little bit in the end because Scorpo is like interested enough to be like, "Yeah, I'll meet you at like the first full moon." Like, mm. ooh, like sexy. I don't. Know. I mean, <laughs> what what is it about the the full moon, moon. Yeah. and where it is in the sky that determines what time you come for dinner? I don't know. So he like heads back off to his estate. Uh, so we've got like a piece with the Danes for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how Uhtred and. Leofric and Alfred and, you know, everyone traveling finds out that Uda has maybe, like, had this truce is because he they see people going on the Roman roads, which were pretty dangerous, and, you know, these, like, farm dudes are like, oh, we're, we're trading with the Danes, there's a peace, did you not know? And they're like, no, we didn't know, no, no one, like, sent us a text message. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, they ride up to, to, the, to Uda's estate, and... Uhtred very wisely, I think, says, Alfred, hang back. We don't know what's up. Like, you're our last hope. Maybe just, like, you know, hiding in the woods with his ult. And Alfred is like, yeah, cool, totally. And then two seconds later, he's like, he's like actually, I'm not going to do stuff. that. The yeah. FOMO hits hard here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be in that drama. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and there, and there is a lot of drama. Like Ooh, young Ada, so young Ada is one hundred percent over Alfred, and he's not afraid to tell Uhtred about it. And he's going on and on and on about how Alfred is a failure and he's not fit to rule. And his dad sees Alfred in the crowd and is like, "Shit!" And mm. he stabs him. He stabs his own son to get him to shut up and stop being such, like, a traitor. Knifes him. It's crazy. Which is crazy. Like, it's not, I mean, like, it's crazy to think, you know, a son killing his, you know, a father killing his son anytime. But, like, young Otta is his heir. Like, we haven't seen any other kids. So, like, that's it. Like, he is effectively killing his family line for Alfred. Mm -hmm. And if if there's a, you know, better way to show your loyalty, I don't know. But, like, that's as final as it can be. Well, here's the thing. It it seems like a very drastic measure. So I, I understand, like, your son is kind of stirring up some shit. He's, you know, saying some not nice things about your king. And you you look over and, oh, There's your, king. your king is in the crowd. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you panic. But, like, why not just hit him upside the head and, and take him off to jail? You know what I mean? Like, give yourself... A possibility of fixing this whole thing when the battle's uh, over? Like, I don't know. I think, I mean, young Ada has pretty much shown at every turn that he's gonna be looking out for himself and himself alone, and he doesn't care who he betrays to do it. So I think, I think Ada, like, in that moment, he really reckons with the fact that he's raised a weak son. Look, I'm not like 
crying any tears over right, right. his death. I, no. I, it was just very shocking to see OG Otta, like, just Stab get the him shit right out in of the, him. In the kidney, just, it went, like, under the ribs. Under the ribs, Woof! yep. There's no coming back from that one. Rough death there. Bye, Uh, you miserable prick. I will not miss you. And I feel so bad for his dad, though. I know. Because, like, you could, I mean, that's such a hard thing to do. But then he finds out, like, right before this, he finds out that, like, so I was under the impression that he has, like, some kind of traumatic brain injury or something from that blow to the head with the battle. Mm. And it seems like Oda is just young. Yeah. And young Oda is just like, yeah. Alfred's dead, like, this is what we have to do. And that's because you see, like, him have this conversation with Mildred about we'll keep you safe, like, mm-hmm. from the Danes and all this different stuff. So it feels like not only did his son betray Alfred, he betrayed his own father because I don't think that OG Oda was, like, knew what was going on. Like, I don't think he no. was fully aware. Yeah, he was definitely, all the, all the dealings with the Danes were definitely behind his back, I think. So, yeah, it was rough. It was. But can we talk about how... Okay, so that happens, and then Alfred comes out, and he's like, yo, I'm here. Gonna raise raise an army. Let's get this done. Leo Fritsch is, like, the best hype man ever. Ever. (laughs) He's just, like, up in that hall being like, come on. (laughs) I just... Oh, my God. My heart. I love him so much. I know. I know. He is the hype man of Wessex. Like... He, if you need somebody to get your group of, you know, apathetic dudes excited, Leo Fritsch will do it, and he'll do yeah. it well. You want these farmers to get a little bloodthirsty? Right. Call Leo Fritsch. Leo Fritsch <laughs> is your man. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, another thing we need to talk about is Mildred and Uhtred mm. ending things for good. And it's a, such a sad thing because like I do think they were at the very least they were fond of each other you know like mm-hmm. it was it certainly wasn't a love match but like there were times when they were happy and it just I mean it is done <clears throat> and it is done done and bad you know like Uhtred has already got his new woman and now they've you know they've lost their son which was kind of that last link and Mildred is like I don't want to see you again I don't want to talk to you again like what we had is over and it's done there's nothing linking us anymore and I don't know it was it was sad You know what though I was I was happy for her in the end because sure. I felt like she had the last word she got to kind of say her piece and and for once, like, decide things. You know what I mean? It, it feels like that relationship was very one-sided in terms of power dynamics. And Uhtred was always the one to kind of say where it was going to go. And I just loved that, you know, he was... So he's obviously very apologetic, and he feels bad, and he's trying to make it right. And at one point, he's like, I'm sorry you were alone. Oh, and I love she's like, being without a husband does not mean that I was alone. Hell, and I was like, yeah, Mildred. What a whole ass mood, Mildred. Yeah. Like, get it, girl. Like, woo. That yeah. is some, like, modern shit right there. And I was really proud of her. And I, I love that that's kind of, like, the last thing that she says, basically, before we, like, don't see her again. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was Mildred's Go off to exit. your nunnery, girl. Right. Yeah. Live this your was- life. This was Mildred's exit, and it was a strong one. <clears throat> yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. Also, let's talk about... So, we're still at the state. 
all of that has happened. We're we're on the road again. We're trying to like gather up people, and uh, Scorpa rides up with a little like some of his crew to kind of just intimidate, but also like he's coming to that dinner date and he doesn't know like things have changed. And there's a point we there's some talk about uh, Uhtred's sister and all that good stuff. But I just want to mention like. Bayoka is like such a little sh- like shit stirrer and he's got some good it. trash talk in him. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna save that like line of like, did your mother tell you she should have kept her legs closed? That was for a great, when I really need it. It was a great burn. It was yeah. a great burn. It was the most I've liked Bianca all season, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I and you know what? He gets sassier too. I like that kind of like recalled for me, like he does get sassier as the seasons go on. Yes. Um but I feel like that's kind of we see that happening in this episode because he also stands up to Brother Asser and he's like, I'll be Uhtred's conduit to God when, you know, everyone's worried about his soul and how they're riding the, like into battle with this pagan at the head of the army. And Bioka really stands up for him and, and kind of like grows some balls and like gets yeah. a little like testy. And I really like that side of Bioka And I just want to see more of it because oof, yeah. I like cackled. So hard. <laughs> yeah. Also, Ugh. after Alfred told him he should wash his mouth out with soap, he was like, yeah, I'll do it with ale. With ale, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, love it. Love it. Love it. That's the good side of Bayaka. But yeah, in that interaction, I kind of forgot that, like, they don't know that Tira's alive. You know, they don't know right. that she's been a prisoner for Kjartan and Sven like they thought she was dead and so part of me is like all right now that you know that she's alive can you please like go do something about it now like you keep talking about it now Tira's alive go get her so yeah for real I mean I get it like the last thing you saw was like this like raging fire and then you were trying to like get out of there before anyone saw you so It's like not. It's not like you know. Uchid I'm not blaming them blame. for not knowing, but now I'm like, all right. So like, but do now something you about do something, it. and like, especially since Azolt basically like confirms what Scorpa said and is like, I've mm. seen your sister, and my visions are fading, but this is the last one I've had, and that feels very important. And I think <clears throat> poor Uhtred doesn't realize that this is like Azolt's way of saying bye, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because. She's also seen, she's had to have seen her own death. Sure, um, for sure. Spoiler alert. But Spoiler alert. It's a I rough think one. It's, it's really important that she's the one to confirm what Scorpa says and to say, like, that is your path. After you do this, after you win this victory, like, you need to go north and confront your past. And I really liked that she was the one to tell him that because he listens to her. He values her opinions and her insight and... Uh, she's telling him something that I think he's been wanting to do like all season, which is kind of confront where he came from and and kind of tie up some loose ends. And so that seems like the the right way forward for season two mm-hmm. um, once we make it through this skirmish. But we have this little this little brawl, just just a little one, yeah, just a little like, one. <laughs> it's it's good for Alfred because everybody, you know, well, a lot of people show up. <clears throat> Um, so many people. A few renege, but a lot show up, including Athelwald, who has been sent by Gothram to kill him. 
But, like, mm. the thing about Athelwald is he's so, like, willing and des- he wants to be an agent of chaos, but he doesn't ever really have the stones to follow through, you know? Sure. Like, he's there. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill Alfred. But in the last moment, he can't do it. He can't do it. He can't fully be on the side of good, but he can't fully commit to being just, like, super evil either. He is, like... The definition of self-serving. Yes. And I think it served him to align with Guthrum and say, yeah, I'll go kill him. And then when he was there and he was presented with that, it served him not to kill Alfred because he just he didn't would have 100%. want to. Well, he didn't want and, to. And he would have been killed immediately after. Right. Exactly. Like, he knows that. So, right. yeah, I, I don't think it's... I, I don't think he stopped like himself from killing Alfred out of the goodness of his heart. I think it was a combination of he knew what would happen afterwards and he also just didn't have the stomach to do it. Like Yeah. I don't know. And then but then we see like so we see all of the army come. That's people a great answer uh, Alfred's I love call. That part. They come out of the woods. It's some beautiful cinematography. It feels like it feels very much like in a Lord of the Rings Two Towers, like oh when everybody God. shows yes, up. Yes, that's at the Helm's exact Deep. thing I was thinking. Like, yes, Ooh, uh, girl, you know I love me some Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's my um, favorite. So yeah, and I just want to like shout out to Hild, who is that bitch because I love her. She so much. volunteers to like go like send a message, and everyone's like, "She's a woman," blah blah blah, and she's like, "I'm a." as good a horseman as anyone and the whole time I'm just like oh my god Alyssa she's a horse girl it's meant to be <laughs> part this of the reason why, why I love her <laughs> yeah so anyway basically what I'm saying is Hild is the reason all these people come yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's such an inspiring moment and I think like everyone's inspired by it even Ethelwald like he gets up in there like in the in the front lines when the time comes just because Alfred gives this incredible speech and yeah. follows Uhtred's advice with it a little bit and uh it it's, really works out well for him. Yeah, and it's such a, you know, it's such a, it shows, that speech really shows, like, how much Alfred has grown over the season. Because, in, you know, at that last battle that he was in, like, he was kind of just feeding a few, like, pithy lines to Leofric. And Leofric was like, all right, I got to make this a little more interesting. So he jazzed it up a little bit. And that's how people got inspired. But, like, this time, Alfred knew what he had to say. And he knew that he had to be the leader that these men deserved because they showed up when they weren't sure about him and they still showed up. So he he has to deliver. And I really, I feel like he did. Like, we're tough on Alfred, but he really delivered in the kingly front in this episode. That's for damn sure. He did. I was very impressed. And so my greatest fear, which is it's the Danes versus the Saxons, Uhtred's on one side, Ragnar and Breeder on the other. We've we've had this like talk in the in Alfred's Hall between Guthrum and Ragnar when they're just like making a mess of things and enjoying the spoils of war where he's like, Are you ready to like kill your brother? And Brita's ready. Brita is ready. And I get it, because you're right. you're on one side and you see this army that you're you're like, you know, best friend and brother is leading, and they're just shouting no mercy, like at the top of their lungs. Yeah. So it's like that's like a survival like choice. Like that's sure. like she does not want Ragnar to die because this is the life she's chosen and she's chosen him. And it's it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, like I get it. You know, sure. I, if if he has to go up against him, like who knows what's going to happen? 
the thing I like about Brita is when she makes a choice, she makes a choice, you know, like she's not going to, you know, be all wishy-washy about it. Like she's going to stick to her guns and she chose the Danes and she's tired of, you know, having to make exceptions for Uhtred. And so she's over it. Yeah. But yeah. Sadly, not a good choice for her this episode. Well. That Danish side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this battle, it was amazing. I always love seeing the shield wall. Like the shield mm. wall, like the shield wall against the other shield wall was so intense. Two like shield falls on Double Alyssa. shield wall. What a gift. Oh, amazing. <laughs> but also poor Leo Fridge. Like okay. he didn't he did not deserve to die like that. That was like a shit death, right? It was a like, terrible death before the battle really got started, and it just it wasn't fucking fair. I don't I don't get why they did that. I, just I mean, don't. I guess to show the horror and chaos of battle. Of war? I, but like, but I know that. <laughs> I know that, but like, ugh, I hate it. You know. Yeah, it really hurt me when Leofrich goes down, and everyone's like, "Oh, what?" And and Uhtred is be the like, one is like, "We gotta, we gotta fill the close hole. ranks. Yeah, step over him. Ugh. We gotta do this." Like that broke me because you know it broke him. Like, it, that oh was, yeah, that was not. But he, you know, <sighs> Uhtred has to make like he's ugh. I can't even like speak. He he has to do what's best for the whole army, you know, and not right. just Leo his Fritch, best friend. His best and friend. Because at the end of the day, I mean, Alfred has given this rousing speech. He's done his job, but Uhtred is leading this army, and right. so if Uhtred falls, if Uhtred makes a mistake, they like, all die. Things are probably over. Yeah. Um, especially at this point when we're still like up in the shield wall, and that is like the most important thing, and they're gaining some ground on the Danes. Um, and then, of course, we have to pan over to Scorpa, still with his, like, Burning Man vibe, and he's like, I'm gonna just cause a bit of hell, I see that things aren't going really well for my side over here, I know that Uhtred is super important to the Saxons, let me see how I can fuck this up, and he rides over to the camp where the women and the priests and the children are, and, uh, the next thing we know, he's riding you know, through this path that has been created mm-hmm. between the two shield walls and just holds up Azul's Azul's head head Ugh. without her body. Yep. And, and that is difficult. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Like, uh, I just, I, I hate this trope. I hate, I hate, hate, hate the trope of the woman being killed to, like, give the emotional release that the man needs. And I just... Uh, it's my least favorite. So it's like, so as like awesome as it was to see like Uhtred jump over that shield wall um, and do some like acrobatic like martial art shit. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I it's such I don't this. know like the fr- fridging is just such an ugly trope and it's so common and I just you know I get it but like I hate it. And but yeah, Uhtred is a man possessed. That's like the last straw for him, and he just like flings himself over the Danish shield wall by himself. By, by himself, himself. Like, going solo. <laughs> yeah. So after that, it's like, all right, I guess we're uh, abandoning the shield walls, and we're just gonna beat the shit out of each other now. Like that's it. You know, yeah. all decorum, I mean, all mm. all strategies out the door. Like it's just a melee now. It's a it's a choice uh, for sure. <laughs> but I think at this point they've. They've beaten the Danes back so much, and now, like, Uhtred has really kind of, like, disorganized them and and broken through their wall, and that allows the Saxons to, like, come in and 
I, I don't like think that necessarily the Saxons are like better fighters than the Danes, but I think at that point with so many of their numbers like kind of already depleted and now with this like this shield wall strategy kind of fucked, it's like, yeah, it is a free for all and the Saxons have like the momentum on their side. And poor Ragnar just I know. over there. Ugh, but Uhtred saves him. Ugh. I know. I mean that makes me happy. But it's yeah. just like Guthrum's like up on his fucking horse and he's just like, dude, what do we do now? And Guthrum's like, well, I guess their God exists. Like, yeah. <laughs> get off your damn horse and do something. Like what? Man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's a rough I mean, end. That's the end. That's yeah. That's the end it. of the Danes. Yeah. Well, for now. I am indebted. Utrecht of Bevenba. Wessex is indebted. Until more Danes show up. But yeah, right, right, like, right. they, Saxons win, Wessex is saved, like, Alfred is super indebted to Uhtred for winning the battle for him. And, you know, I think in a way he thanks him, but I'm like, dude, please just, like, thank him with your actions and not just your words. Yeah, I don't want to see any more debt put on his name. Right. I want him to have his, like, little army so he can take back Bebenberg. Like, give him... What he wants. He's given right. you your entire fucking kingdom. Right. So, yeah, he's got the kingdom back. Breda and Ragnar are hostages to hold the peace with the Danes. And Guthrum converts. He's, like, all mm. in on Jesus now. So that, you know, makes Alfred happy. But, yeah, and then, you know, Uhtred rides off with Hild and Haylake. And they're going to go do stuff, I guess. <laughs> like, take, try to take back Bevenberg. Off doing just, stuff. Just off doing, doing stuff. Hanging out. <laughs> no, I forgot that it was just those three at the end. Me and too. Like, what, what a weird, like, little trio. Like, I know. I, lo- I mean, I like, love that Hild and Uhtred, like, pair up. But, but Haleg is a random. Like, we meet him this episode. Like, he's a random. Just along for the ride. You know what? This is just, like, the beginning of Uhtred's crew in later seasons. Like, it becomes such a good thing, and this is the building blocks of that. So That's true. That's that's true. But it is is sad to see him kind of, like, right off into the sunset without Leofrich, without Brita, without Ragnar, knowing that, like, his his path is he's going, like, north. I mean, that's what you assume after everything with Azolt and knowing, like, Kjartan and Sven have... Uh, Tira and a lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty. But yeah, that's the love end, it. Love the a good end of season one. That's it, guys. We did it. We made it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of us. I am, um, and you know, like I, I enjoy the first season. I do, but I think each season gets better. So I'm excited yeah. to like, you know, keep going. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So it's time for, I mean, it's our next season wishes, this episode. This is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes like the spoiled toddlers we are. Here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. Yes. What do you want to happen next season, Alyssa? Next season, like, please, I'm just, I'm begging Alfred to recognize Uhtred's value now that he saved mm-hmm. Wessex again. Like, seriously, please say thank you. Please let him do what he wants a little bit. Like, right. give he always comes back. He always helps you out. So just lay off for just two seconds. Lay off him, dude. Enjoy your fancy new robe. Right. And yeah. It was United good, England. It was a good robe. So, but yeah, like, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for them to go save Tira because, you know, everything she's been going through, especially when we find out everything she's been going through, Ugh. is just like, it's it's so horrific that I need someone to go save her. I'm ready for Uhtred and Ragnar to bro out a little bit since they're, you know, sort of in the same general area. Sure, Ragnar's in prison, but that's, you know, details. That's, but yeah. <laughs> that'll change. Right. But also, I need Uhtred to, like, spend a little time being sig- single. All of his relationships this season ended pretty badly. You know, like, he and Breed aren't really on good terms. He and Mildred are definitely not on good terms. And Isolt is dead. So <laughs> maybe just eat, pray, love. Oh, for three. Right, oh, for three. So eat, pray, love it up a little bit. Get to know yourself, Uhtred. And, you know, maybe don't think with your dick quite so much. Eat that pasta. Eat that pizza. Right. Go to a yoga retreat. little self-reflection. <laughs> <laughs> um, learn Italian. I don't yeah, know. Right. But, yeah, I think that's... I think that's definitely in the cards since he he rides off with Hild, who there is like nothing's going to be happening there. No, um, no, very platonic, which I like. I love it, and uh, she wouldn't have that anyway. So, yeah, I would I would also like to see that. I would like to see Uhtred kind of hand Kjartan his ass next mm. season. Like I'm tired of talking about this dude. I want like him and Sven to like suffer and like the most fiery pits of hell for what they've been doing to Tira. Yeah, maybe that's just like the morning talking. Yeah. (laughs) Not a very nice person in the morning, it seems. But I want them to burn. They deserve it. So The Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our Arsling of the Week is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Who was your arsling in this episode? I mean, I think it's got to be Uhtred, right? Yeah. I, I mean, he has annoyed me um, over the season. Like, he's made some really questionable choices. Uh, and, I mean, he does that again this episode. Sure. But I think, like, at the end of the day, and especially this episode we see, like, he is a badass. And he's, like, a ride or die. And he's someone you can count on. You know, like, he has a moral compass. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not, like, as easy to predict as someone as Alfred, who it's, like, all about God, so you know how he's going to react to things based on, like, you know, his beliefs and stuff. Uhtred is not that easy to predict, but I think 
you can't always trust that he's going to try and do the right thing. You see that this episode. He tries to do the right thing by everyone, by Alfred, by Mildred, even by Ragnar when they're on the battlefield and facing Ugh, off against each other. So it kills me. I think, yeah, I think Uhtred has definitely earned our sling of the week this week. And it's so sad because the man who inspired this little segment, Leia is Fritch, no more. Is no more. Oh, uh, I just want to cry. I know. Um, it's, it's but awful. yeah, I, th- I think I think Uhtred earns it this this week. Okay. Well, if you're going to go Uhtred, then I'll go Alfred. Like, I think this is the Ooh. first time that Alfred has showed up in our sling of the week because we has are— Has to be. Has to be. <laughs> we're really tough on him because he deserves it because he's kind of, you know, he's Alfred. But I just—I really—in this episode, I really saw him as a king, finally. Like, he led his men into battle, and he gave them a reason to follow him. And he had to start kind of from scratch again. Like, he lost everything. He lost his kingdom. And he had to come back and prove something. And he really did. Like, he earned it. And I was impressed. I am not always an Alfred stan, almost never an Alfred stan. But he he really, he did what he had to do this episode. And he did it in a way that befitted a kingly position. The word is that Alfred is king. And will fight alongside the swords of Wessex to his dying breath. It's, yeah. it's crazy, like what hitting rock bottom will do for a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Trying yeah. to unite England. Exactly. And he did it. Like his son is alive, his people are back together. Like Alfred is Alfred is on top of the world right now. And Yeah. Bottle yeah. up that energy and carry it forth into season two like don't forget how how you won this and who helped you win it you know what i mean helped you win it Yeah, yeah exactly exactly get ready to shame none the worst character of the episode with this it doesn't matter if you're a saxon or a dane anyone can be a turd and we're calling out the biggest one of the week so Alyssa, who was your turd this episode the final of season one it's got to be young Otta. Like he's Woo! he's been a pretty Always. pretty steady contender for uh, what a turd in pretty much every episode we've seen him. And yeah, this was kind of the final straw for me and the final straw for his dad. So he got what he <laughs> Seems deserved. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to negotiate. Surrender and you will live. Talk too much and I will kill you. Bye. Um, I think the knife is uh, what clued us into that fact. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's just over this dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I could not agree more. He definitely deserved what he got. Yeah. And I'm glad he didn't get like a good death either. You know, like he oh, died no. a it coward was... in his own hall. Like it's if painful. Yeah. I mean, it was painful. a painful one. Painful. And if Hathawald has to like keep surviving, like at least at least young Otta got what he deserved. So true. And also, for me, I think my turd, who also got what he deserved, was Scorpa. Yeah. Oh, vile. Ugh. I mean, he's a, he's like a relatively new villain on the show. And, mm. and, you know, thankfully he doesn't last long. But I think the choice to attack a camp of, like, women and children and priests when there's a real last battle, like, happening literally right next door. Yeah. That's just a dick move. And I, I get that there's some strategy behind it, like with wanting to kind of throw Uhtred off his game. Sure, but there's um, no honor. He, you but know. there's no honor in it. And at the end of the day, even though the Danes do some really fucked up shit, they they fight 
I would say they fight with honor or they fight they fight with what they feel is honor um, when it comes to like battles with like other armies, not necessarily like raiding and pillaging like innocent villages. That's not new to them. But when they are faced with like something like Alfred Saxon army, like you would expect it to be like, we're all in it together, shield wall it up. Like we have got to like beat these guys back. And Scorpa, his whole thing is let me just cause as much chaos as I can by killing this woman Mm -hmm. and like really, pissing off this dude that I just met. I mean, it's just, it's not a good look. So, yep, Scorpa, you deserved uh, everything you got. And I'm pretty sure he did not die with his weapon in his hand. So, nope. No Valhalla for you, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Bye. You get what you earned. Yep. This is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show. But sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2019, the world is on fire, and honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this episode. Jessica, we were given a gift. A sex scene! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, As dirty as it was, and it was just after Uhtred finds out about the death of his baby, um, we get this sex scene. I mean, it's not a bodice ripper for me. No. But it's, okay, so we get, you know, we get an ass shot, which you know we both love. Mm. Um, We get furs, and it's by a fire. So this is like the most luxurious sex scene I think we've gotten on the show yet. I would agree. And it definitely seems like Mildred taught him a few things, because mm. Isolde seemed to be having a much better time than Brita ever did. Oh, God, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, let's take into account, I'm assuming that, you know, this is Azult's first time. Yeah. So she looks like she's having a grand old time. Which, and... uh, again, another trope I hate. I'm sorry. Like, I, I always hate yeah, the the, vir- the virgin who is actually a sex goddess, even though, yeah, uh, I just, I hate like, it. But it's fine. No one's first time goes that well, honey. It just like, doesn't. It doesn't. But whatever, it's fine. But I must say, though, like, Boning in the woods in the midst of a war seems like a risky idea, you know? Just, like, get naked, buy a fire, who knows who's going to come up and find you. But, you know, maybe but, that— I mean, maybe that's, like, part of the appeal? Right. Like, a little bit of— I bet Uhtred's— A little bit of risk? <laughs> Uhtred's into that, 100%. You know he oh, is. Oh, for sure. For so, sure. yeah. it You know— Whatever. It worked out fine for them. But <laughs> <laughs> Everything, like, ended well. She lost her visions. He got to bone. Right. Everyone was happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah. is, like, sex in medieval times. <laughs> uh, it's the best you can hope for back and no then, no one honestly. got a UTI. There That's you go. That's the best you can hope for. I mean, she died, but <laughs> not because of a UTI. <laughs> She's dead, but not because of that. So Right. Yeah. And you have to think, if you died from a UTI, that means you... Left it so long it became a kidney infection, and uh, that's how you died. That would have been painful. At least chop the head off. That's quick. So, uh, yeah. It's the small gifts <laughs> in The Last Kingdom <laughs> that we really appreciate on this podcast. So now it's time. You know, I think it's safe to say we have never been accused of being unenthusiastic in our fandom. We uh, annoy our fans, our friends, our family members. I said fans like we have fucking fans. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but I was um, like, I'll uh... fucking say it. We don't have fans. I don't think we're that cool. So sorry, guys. Misspeak. Um, that's Misspeak. just like, 
that's a morning, uh, you know, mess up. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to Geek Out. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to fucking Geek Out. Uh, just whatever. What are you reading and listening to, Alyssa? Um, okay, so we've been texting a little bit about this. I have finally broken down and I'm watching Succession. And yes. oh my God. It's incredible. I finished the last season or the first first season last night. So I'm oh not I'm not quite <laughs> caught up, but holy shit. Holy shit. Crazy. I, like Crazy. it's so good. Like the writing is so good and the acting is so good. Like it's there was a scene I don't really know how to talk about it without like totally spoiling it. So if you want to watch Succession and haven't, just turn off the episode now because I Go, need to talk bye. about this. When okay. So after the accident and Kendall sure. killed that guy and right. his dad knows. <gasps> yes. That scene where his dad is like, it's okay. You're my boy. Like, I'll take care of it as long God. as you like go against, How stop going against me. Manipulative. It's so manipulative. But the way that Jeremy Strong, the guy who plays Kendall, the way he plays it is so incredible because you can just see, like, in his physicality how he is just completely breaking down. Like, when he goes into the room, he's like, all right, I'm going to keep it together. It's going to be fine. And then he just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until he's, like, sobbing and, like, hunched over and, like, sh- like barely even moving like an adult. Yeah. And he just, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where this show makes me sympathize with horrible people, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Kendall, I'm like, oh, like, he's a coked out killer now who's mm-hmm. doing everything he can to fuck over his family. But also he's so sad and his dad yeah, is so such a mean sad to puppy. him. <laughs> I'm like, oh. He's got sad puppy eyes. No, I, know. I completely agree. I think, it's such an interesting choice to like have that be how the season one ends. And I think speaking, not like to have any spoilers, but that carries on obviously into season two. Yeah. And I, the, I, yeah, I can't wait. The work that he does as this character who's kind of like, he's still really broken. So mm-hmm. there's not a big time jump, you know, okay. it's like a couple of days into season two. So he's still very broken. He's still like that carries on. And if he doesn't get like, nominated for an Emmy for season two for that I like I just don't believe in the Academy anymore I mean it's like he is just it's sad it is heartbreaking to watch him become like this like shell of a man so I I mean he's not a great dude but like what happens what happens with this whole you know death Mm -hmm. it's not I mean it's not a purposeful thing right I mean like we're we're coked out we're like drugged up Deer comes out of the road, we swerve, we go into the lake, blah, blah, blah. But, but the way he handles, he handles it, it is yeah, what's really bad, shitty. Right. And so, and that is what's interesting to me because that is like, for me, that signals like the thinking of this rich kid who's I never had to face consequences. It. Yep. And now he's like in this situation where it's like, it's not even like a thing of like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Like he's, he's really worried about it like he is very frightened of like people finding out but he still he still wants to try to cover it up rather than just face Face the consequences if he would have faced it it probably wouldn't have been as bad as As it will be now undoubtedly gonna be now yeah 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 and also and the other thing i need to talk about to sort of tie it back in with last kingdom um matthew mcfadden broke my heart 
Like when <gasps> Shiv, when she tells him on their wedding night that she doesn't want to be monogamous and you can see that he's like going to go along with it because he loves her. But you can tell that it's like, that is not what he wants. And it's crazy to me. Like his performance is so good in the show too, because he's such like, he's such a weird dude and such a dweeb, but I'm so used to him being like on the last kingdom or being Mr. Darcy. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, what is happening? Cause that is not Tom at all. Yeah. But, like, such a good actor. So good. Tom is such a doormat. I Ugh. mean, it's just hard to watch people just tread all over him. Yes. And especially on your wedding day. On his wedding night after their marriage, he's like, Hey, Hey, by the way, I've been cheating on you, and I kind of want to keep doing it. Oh, it's, it's such a it's such a weird one. Ugh, God, it's so weird. I mean, at at the same time, like he's cheated on her, right? I don't know. Their there's, relationship there's, is weird, and it gets weird. weirder in oh, season great. two. All right, but um, Can't yeah, wait. I just it was hard. I mean, you could have saved that for like. I don't know. Maybe even honeymoon talk. I don't know. Like or like the talk about a wedding. Talk about it before you get married. Look, this is bringing back. I don't know if you know. This is a little tangent. Mm. But um, have you seen like the stories about that Silicon Valley dude? Thomas oh my god, Wilditch? I don't even want to okay. talk about it. Okay, let's not. But Ugh. that is all I can think about when it's we talk very, about. This. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the same. Like he basically. Oy. I don't know. Here's what I will say about that Thomas Middleditch thing. The way that I, like, obviously, I don't know their marriage. I don't know a thing about his wife. But the way that he explained it, it really just sounded like he wanted permission to fuck fans. Like, 100%. Yeah. And she is doing the best she can. Yeah. Which is basically what Tom is doing. That's what Tom is doing. (laughs) In this episode. Yeah. Um, Anyway. It it was sad. Um, But, yeah, I can't can't wait to keep watching. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, season two just gets better. It's so... So, 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 so good. Um, I want to geek out, like, just really quick about another thing that's happening. We got The Crown Season 3, like, teaser today. Oh, Um, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's just, like, a short little thing. Yeah, yeah. I just just would die for Olivia Colman. She's incredible. And honestly, like, (sighs) I haven't finished The Crown. Like, I have started it twice, and I get, like, five or six episodes in and I enjoy it. And then I just kind of abandon it and never go back. But Olivia okay. Coleman and Helena Bonham Carter is like a duo that I will like commit for. So I and will, Tobias Menzies. Oh, Tobias Menzies. Oh, yes. God. Even though oh, that'll just like give me outlander flashbacks. But anyway, but he was so good. I know. But he was no, so good. I, I like totally agree. Like I watched the first season cause I was, I was really interested in it. Um, I could not get through the second season. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something because Matthew Good was in the second season. Oh, love Matthew but Good. But the way they centered on uh, Philip in season two and just I his didn't like, care. spiral. Yeah. I, I just know. don't care about him. When I, I heard that, I was like, all right, so I really won't catch up now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see, to me, like, it does. I mean, you're going to probably miss some things, but it's like, I don't see this show as one where you have to watch every season. So you know I could I mean? just like, like skip ahead I, to the Olivia Coleman season. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I mm. didn't watch season two, but like yeah. if Olivia Coleman's in it, I'm I'll watching watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's playing another British queen, so like hell's yeah, I'm watching it. But yeah. like, we'll see. I guess <laughs> yeah. into like the first episode of season three, maybe I'll just be like so fucking lost. I don't know. I'm such but a complete. I just feel like I'm she's s- worth it. I'm such a completist, though. Like I can't. I, I know. like. I can't do that. Like I wish that I could, but I can't. I have to watch it all. Well, 
Maybe just like get high and watch season two <laughs> and one like binge. And like try and get through Philip. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. I don't care about Philip. Just anyway. play on your like play on your phone during the Philip scenes and like mm. <laughs> all of I don't it. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. We've got links to everything below this episode. And until next time, destiny is all, bitches. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.